Round one, go. Good morning, Washington. It's Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Basler. And Marty McClendon. Uh, Doug was hearkening back to good morning, Vietnam. I mean, I love that Robin Williams, right? I love it. Welcome to Saturday. Welcome to September 12th, the day after September 11th. I hope you had a remembrance that you have not forgotten what happened to our country almost 20 years ago, actually 20 years ago, 19 years ago. Wasn't yeah. one of the, wasn't one of the groups, uh, the Tea Party groups, 9-12? I thought it was mm-hmm. the 9-12ers or whatever. So Yep, the day the after, day after. The, yeah. the, the nation came together. Well, hey, actually unified, people. we love you. Unified right after 9-11 because the country said, when we're under attack, we are Americans. We need more of that. Not, we don't need to be attacked. We don't need that. What we need is unity that we are Americans. And when Americans, we have an opportunity to fix the things we're dealing with together. What do you think? Well, Americans are under attack right now. I mean, we're having another 9-11, but it's an internal one. Mm-hmm. We've got cities burning. I mean, people marching through the streets, knocking over tables, attacking people, having meals on a Friday night in a restaurant, uh, all because of their race, all because of their ethnicity, brother. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Yes, people are being judged by the color of their skin, not by their economic the content status. of their character. Character, brother. that's right. No, they are being the judged. The national news, it wasn't on the mainstream noodle network, it was on Fox and others, but reporting that, that where large groups of people were going in and demanding that these whole neighborhoods be turned over to them because, you know, their forefathers were slaves. To, like, are you kidding me? I mean, the bottom line, the unchecked violence, the instigation, the fact that we've seen many of these fires burning up the entire West Coast where arson set uh, over here in Puyallup, over in the Seattle area, they caught a guy starting, a car, starting another fire uh, in prison. We've got a couple more suspects in, in Oregon as well. Think about this. We've, we've had months and months and months, literally over three months of rioting that's been promoted and supported by the in Portland. Then we had the chop chads here. We have the national thing from the Democrat party who are now, you know, Biden came out and said, I condemn this, you know, whatever, but it's not no longer working in his favor. You've allowed this group to be just basically wanton to break down things, set things on fire, Molotov cocktails. And now you have people out there, whether it's related or not, but I would bet money is tied into it, setting fires. Burning down houses, burning down neighborhoods. I mean, um, it, things on fire, brother. You're right. We are at war. We're at war economically, culturally, spiritually, and politically. And it's all coming down at the same time. And we have less than two months left to this election. And the election will send a loud, clear signal. But we know um, when we've allowed this, this lawlessness to reign for as long as it has, there's no putting a cap on it right away. This is going to be around even after the election, don't you think? You know, I, I just can't help uh, but to want to quote Rodney King. If you remember the Rodney King mm-hmm. riots back in the early 90s when he said, can't we all just please just get along? You know, so we're, we're the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We, they are mighty. The pulling down strongholds. Jesus told us to love our enemies. You know, so there's a, there is a love component. However, mm-hmm. there's also a justice component. You know, he said that the authority does not bear the sword in vain, but he's a, he is there to reward the righteous and to punish the wicked. And so um, did you know that there was a little church 
in uh, Virginia that uh, was very close to Patrick Henry's house. Actually, Patrick Henry was a member of that church, and it's called the Womb of the Revolution. And in uh, 1730s, uh, the Great Awakening started in America in that church, and it was that that idea that that human beings that God loved human beings, and he they were royalty, and they had uh, they had authority, and they also had um, you know responsibility to serve God. And the the people that that came to America in in the you know the 1600s and the 1700s and so on. They were fleeing state control of religion, right? They mm-hmm. couldn't, the Church of England or the Catholic Church or whoever, they were, you know, being forced to, you have to do this certain thing. And we're seeing it again. California, you can't sing or you got to wear a mask or you got to do this or that. This is a, uh, you know, this is a really startling time to be alive. Now, the, the nice thing, I guess, is that. There's nobody listening to me and you today, and, and that isn't, hasn't been chosen by God to be alive at this time. And mm-hmm. so we are here. We get to be here. You know, like, oh, why couldn't things be, be great? Well, what do you mean? Like the 60s when we had Vietnam going on and we had, you know, race riots and, you know, assassinations? No. Um, this is the time we're in. And, uh, you know, that's another thing that I worry about with all this. Uh, going on, that was what, you know, we had a bunch of assassinations. We lost Robert mm-hmm. Kennedy, John Kennedy. We lost Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, countless others. We had police being killed with the Weather Underground people who are now hailed as heroes at colleges, mm-hmm. um, you know, murdered cops, murdered people. And they got away with it because of the double jeopardy law, right? If you can't be mm-hmm. found guilty the first time, then, you know, you're good. And they were, just, they were, thank, they were very thankful for the U.S. Constitution that protected them at that time. Um, but, you know, if, if you don't love the Constitution, you, you know, I, I just wish there was a way, like, well, if you're, you know, a treason, the Constitution shouldn't be able to protect you, but that's just not how it works. But, um, yeah, we are in an interesting time. And, you know, this fact that we're, we're just looking back, you know, and yesterday as being, you know, 19 years ago uh, mm-hmm. that 9-11 happened. And, uh, you know, I remember that day. I remember waking up and, 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 my mom was calling, they bombed New York and all this stuff was going on. And, you know, that somber, uh, m- you know, mood that, that was on everybody. There was no planes flying. There was all this interesting, you know, kind of thing going on. And, um, you know, when Jay Inslee and other governors shut down the economy, it had that same feel. But this time it wasn't from out there. It was from in, inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is that that thing that you and I've been talking about now for, for years is that we have ungodly people in positions of authority. And so the, the awesome power of the government, the power of the FBI, you know, for surveillance was used Mm -hmm. against Americans. The power of the IRS was used against me and other Americans. The power of regulatory agencies like L and I is being Mm -hmm. used against Washington businesses that, that won't comply. And, they're being fined and finding businesses that don't enforce mass mandates, things like that. I mean, what happened to Freedom Brother? Where'd it go? Mm-hmm. I just look around and it was gone. You know, one day I woke up and I wasn't free anymore. And yet yeah. at the same time, it's for liberty that Christ set us free. We are free. And so now, you know, now you see me operating in street church 
and going to cult rallies. <laughs> Actually, that's you, brother. That's and, me, but still. And, and someone even tried to get you canceled from your job, right? Because mm-hmm. they saw you on some Facebook or something and no, no mass. I think it was when you and I went to Spokane, if I remember. It right. is. Yeah, exactly right. So we've got a, uh, you know, we've got a situation here where um, it's, ta- you know, we may have missed a certain window. Mm. And, uh, and that's okay. Because God is a God of second chances. It says and, God can save a nation in a day. We know yes. that this Bible is true. And you said something very important there. You said they're ungodly unrighteous people in political authority that mandate down these unrighteous laws upon us. And of course, I'm going to add on to that. And so something we've always said is the reason that they can do that because the righteous have not been engaged in that fight, in that realm, in the political arena. And when we say righteous, it means people made right by God because we know that we're saved by grace, but he's called us, equipped us for like this to be the salt and light. And because we haven't been engaged, this has been there. Now it's time for those that are called according to his purpose to engage in the battle because the battle is won. We've been assured the victory is ours. We've been assured that Jesus is Lord. We've been assured that that righteousness will prevail if the righteous are engaged. So um, all of you have been called for and prepared for a time like this we're in right now. And so to, to Doug's point as well, I mean, um, remembering 9-11, um, we were in California. Um, we went down to Disneyland with my four-year-old son. My wife was four months pregnant, pregnant with my second child, Faith. And we were going go to go to the park the next morning. I uh, woke up and my wife's watching TV and she's shaking me. And the second tower just got hit. And uh, we were stunned. It was an attack from without, which we haven't been attacked on homeland um, prior to that. It was, we were unsure of where the next attack would come from. And right now, even though we're dealing with economics, we're dealing with our own political leaders, quote unquote leaders that have been elected, shutting down, picking and choosing those that are supporters to stay in business, stay afloat, whatever, and penalizing and punishing those that are against them politically, ideology wise. Um, we don't know as business owners, as families, what's next. Can we do this? Can we do that? It's a, it's a state of where they're trying to put fear and confusion, which is what we had. Uh, to your point, Doug, in 2001, was fear and confusion. We need to be, be, be no, this is our rights. This is what we're going to advocate for. We have a mechanism called the ballot box and electing people that will fight for our values to fix this. When we look at the facts are, I heard this just the other day. We're coming up before the break here. Well, there was a 40-year period early in the century where we had no forest fires. Why? Because we had good forest management. We actually logged the timber trimmed out the underbrush and yet the last 20 to 30 years we've had forest fires rampant every single year why change in policy same thing in our inner city communities we had two-parent households high graduation rates high success rates for our kids policy by the one-party control in our state has destroyed the family in inner cities has destroyed opportunities it's trying to force them all into one play we can change this by praying and obeying, but getting engaged in the battle that God's called us to be victorious in. So uh, I think it's very, very good, brother, um, to remember, not to forget our history, but also to understand that we have a role to play this time in history. It's, a, uh, it's an awesome responsibility, right? So mm-hmm. we are, you know, we look at our kids and, you know, when I was um, a young guy and had just got saved, 
and everything. Um, you know, what did my church do? Oh, we got this guy's on fire for God. We got to um, put him in Bible college. Now, I appreciated that. I mm-hmm. liked Bible college. I enjoyed it. I was trouble there too, brother, because I had long hair and wore, you know, rock star clothes and I was in a band. But, um, you know, they, they, they didn't understand the band. They didn't understand that God had called me to do a Christian rock band, that that, that was to be an outreach, that was to be an event. You know, we, so we've given up, you know, we gave up music and we gave up. Now, there's a huge Christian music industry right now. And um, that's because people listen to God, right? Otherwise, we'd still be doing piano and organ and hymns from the, you know, 1700s. But, um, you know, we've got to do the same thing. And there's now we're seeing peer flicks and different things like that. So we're, we're coming back, but we've got to take the high ground. And that's education, business, media, all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that. We're going to keep talking about this after the break. My name's Doug Bassler. And my name's Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Hi, this is Doug Bassler, candidate for U.S. Congress in Washington's 9th Congressional District. We're facing some of the biggest challenges of our lifetime and possibly in our nation's history. It's more important now than ever that we all stand up for our Christian values and heritage. Our values have created freedom and liberty previously unseen in the world. And now what used to be fringe elements are becoming mainstream and are threatening our religious freedoms. I'm committed to fight for our First Amendment rights, really for all of our God-given rights, and to represent us faithfully in Washington, D.C., and I can use your help. Would you consider going to my website, dougbassler.com, and making a financial donation of any size? It will be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you in advance for all you do. I'm Doug Bassler, and I approve this message. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters pamphlet statements, fundraising and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. All right, two bells. It's round two. Doug and Marty just swinging away against the world, flailing, if you will, flailing so that we're not failing. I hope this is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Welcome back to the show. So I have a question for you, Doug, and for our listeners out there. I saw an article. It was on the Epic Times. It was another round of the Paycheck Protection Plan proposed by the Senate Republicans, who have the majority in the Senate. Clearly not in the House with Pelosi and stuff, but it was Senate Democrats that blocked the, the Paycheck Protection increase, basically more additional monies to go to those that, uh, in need, but in a limited scope, not trying to fund the post office and so forth. And yet they, they declined it. Um, do you think that, because it's not about helping the American citizens, it's about political power. Um, does it help the Democrats by not by stopping aid going out to our citizens, Doug? From- well, I'm uh, not in favor of more government debt. Um, I I would say I'm in favor of 
get back up off of us and let us open up and stop telling us how to where we can go and where we can't go and what we can do in our churches and what we can do in our businesses. Um, so I'm not a big fan of, you know, any more uh, uh, so-called stimulus bailout money. You know, this is a problem. I was like, you know, the government's so big and so wonderful and it's, you know, who can make war with the government and the government supplies all my needs. And, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they just, we should just have a church of the government, right? And so, Which is what England was, right? The, the government was the church, the Anglican church. The king was the head of the church. King owned everything, and you were subjects to the king. That's why to, to be religiously free, to worship freely, you had to be able to own property and to be a free man. And, and so that's the, you know, the declaration of independence. It's just to your point. Yeah, you know, they, like, they, they had a, a thing back in the early days of America that you know, suffrage voting, of course, you had mm-hmm. to own land. Or you couldn't mm-hmm. vote in most of the most of the states. Um, you know why is that? Because they felt like, well, you had a stake. Right. You know, you had a you have you have a stake in what's going on here. And so, if you have a bunch of people that have that don't own anything and don't have any stake and don't have any interest in seeing things get better or, you know, that type of thing, then, you know, why should they vote? You know, themselves the proceeds of the treasury, right? So you get right. you get people like Joe Biden who just promises you free and I pay your college debt. I'm going to, you know, give health care to everybody. We're going to have totally, you know, this fantasy of some you sort of green have a energy. Big house. Yep. Right. Yep. Everybody needs a guaranteed basic income of, you know, a thousand or fifteen hundred or two, whatever, ten thousand. I don't know. Minimum wage, you know, should be a hundred bucks an hour, or whatever. I mean, yeah, you can say all kinds of stuff, but you know, all that does is just just put sugar in the gas tank as far as the economy goes, right? Mm-hmm. What, what really elevates people and why, why America has been such an amazing example, an exceptional example, American exceptionalism, is because Americans have been free. In America, you could just, you know, get a skill, put out a shingle, and you're in business, right? That's not mm-hmm. the way it is in Europe. That's not the way it is in pretty much anywhere else in the world. You got to have a whole bunch of hoops before you can start your own business. In America, anybody can become an Uber driver, right? Anybody mm-hmm. can do, you know, anything. You can be in business for yourself. And that's what makes America great. And even if you have a job, you're in business for yourself. Like my daughter's company just got acquired, right? And so now they're interviewing her and she's deciding if she wants to stay there because they, they want her to do a different position that she may or may not be that interested in. And she's already gotten offers from somebody else. So she's in business for herself because she can go where she will and mm-hmm. do what she will. And that's what makes America, you know, an amazing thing because anybody can own a home, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody can buy things. Anybody can work hard and get ahead. I had a, a conversation with a young man, 27-year-old uh, young man today, a black man, and he's just uh, finishing a book. And his whole, um, the premise of his book, I don't want to give the title yet because it hasn't quite been released and stuff, but the, title, the premise of his book is that this legalized marijuana is destroying a generation. He was, mm-hmm. uh, he, this guy was good at sports and he got drafted into the NFL and a month later he was out. He was with the Falcons. And um, I'm like, well, hey, dude, at least you were in the NFL. And he's like, well, yeah, I get that. But it was smoke and pot that mm-hmm. did it to him because he said as a young black man, everybody smokes. The rappers smoke, all the, all the athletes smoke. And now you've got edibles and candy and all this other cannabis stuff. And now they've legalized uh, cannabis in the NFL. And so now you're going to have 
uh, endorsements and mm-hmm. they're going to start pushing this stuff on our kids, right? And so we have this huge problem with this Netflix. I think it's Sweet Young Things or Sweet something uh, is, is 11-year-old girls engaging in sexual activity on, on America's largest streaming television service, okay? That is kiddie porn. They should be prosecuted for that. That is against the law. And um, so what we've got is we get this complete cultural meltdown. Well, during the Welsh revival, uh, we had a very similar situation. And yet in, in a very short period of time, uh, when they were having a Bible study, a little prayer meeting thing, a Sunday night, uh, Evan Roberts' little sister says, just they asked her, we're asking for testimonies, and she just said, I love Jesus so much. And the Spirit of the Lord fell in that place. And that revival went around the world, and that was the spark that hit Azusa Street here in the United States in Los Angeles with the black man, William Seymour that started the Assembly of God churches, the Church of God in Christ, all these huge denominations now that hardly even, yeah, mm-hmm. they hardly even flow in it anymore, right? Everybody's shut off the Holy Spirit again. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're, they're, those were transformational. The Great Awakening, you know, that happened, I was alluded to uh, in the 1730s, you know, America had become a land of, you know, duels and death and brothels and prostitution and, and theft and all that kind of stuff. And the, the nation was transformed uh, by John Wesley and the, and the great awakening. And so, you know, these things, you know, this is what we had. Like, I think I was telling you the other night, I woke up and I was just like, was just walking through my house. I was like, God, you have to do something. You know, if we can't get desperate enough to pray and ask God to move in our country, then we truly are lost Marty, because this is, you know, this, this whole thing about, uh, this whatever this netflix show is is that you know they're saying oh only evangelicals wouldn't like this they're such prudes they don't recognize sexuality in children i'm like sex with children are you kidding me are you kidding me you just want to punch that guy in the face yeah you You just want to put him in jail and um and then now it's like oh everybody's got to smoke dope everybody's got to you know i i I used to use that stuff when i was a teenager and Mm -hmm. uh when i got married I had, a real, I had a real struggle getting off of it. It's extremely addictive. It is highly addictive. And it's you and demotivating. I, it's yeah, you and I both have a good friend that actually has a similar story. Could have made the pros, very good collegiate athlete, um, lost it because of marijuana, right? And it took years yes. to get off of it. Um, but you were talking about pharmacia. The bottom line is you have drug addiction. You have a, a, a culture shift and breakdown of the family. You have a sexual sin, but those are all part of witchcraft and pharmacia. We've seen it from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Especially to, with kids, right? Especially with kids. You know, it's child sacrifice, abortion. It's, it's this. And we're seeing this great reveal of how deep and how far wide this sex trafficking is. We're talking about grooming our kids. With the comprehensive sex education in our state, the, the Senate Bill 5395, pushed by Chris Reichdahl and every Democrat legislator in Olympia voted for this push for it without a, you know, this is important. It's going to be repealed on this ballot. But the idea behind that is that all beings at the time of birth are sexual beings, meaning that sex with minors is normal. If, if boy, boy, girl, girl, whatever, normalizing this aberrant behavior, which we know is an affront to God, but it's also an affront to our children. We have the largest sex trafficking corridor in the, in the world between Olympia and Seattle. Um, 
we've got to put a stop to this. So you have normalized sex, uh, aberrant behavior in education. You have Planned Parenthood as the um, healthcare provider in middle schools where girls at the age of 13 can get a, an abortion without parental notification. Then you have the sex trafficking corridor where we're a sanctuary state, which we can't control who comes and goes uh, through our border, which is drugs, getting people numb on drugs and taking our children. They just rescued over 500 different children in the U.S. from sex traffickers just this last week. You know, this is Trump declaring war on this. This is what we need to do. This is revealing, exposing, and prosecuting evil, but it's all tied together. There are people in major corporations, people in major power in the federal and the local and the state government that are involved in this that need to be held accountable. But us as Christians, us as parents need to be not only upset, we need to put an end to this. You know, this is, this is all tied, um, tied together in this, in this um, move toward um, basically sexualizing our kids at every level. We saw it in California too, where they decriminalized pedophilia, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's not fair to the kids to put them in prison. Well, that was a way to get the people that and to traffic them in, this, in the business. We see it here locally with the sex education. That's why it's got to be returned, uh, turned around, repealed. But we got to remove the people that want to do this to our families, don't you think? Yeah, and we've got to, um, we've got to stand up. You know, this is, uh, this is not the time to wear your mask and order your groceries online from Amazon and hide. This is the time to come out of the closet and be strong and be, you know, it's, you know, I just love uh, watching that, that old uh, video by Billy Graham when he was interviewed by Woody Allen. And, um, and he was, he would always go back to, well, it's not me, but the Bible says, and the Bible says, if you, if you, uh, you know, if you're abusing children, you should have a millstone hung around your neck should be cast in the sea. Right. Um, the Bible says, that a man should not lie with a man as a man lies with a woman. The Bible says a man should not wear women's clothes or a woman should not wear men's clothing. The Bible says that homosexuality is, is, is wickedness, right? The Bible says that. So it's not about, you know, my opinion. You know, we, we, we come at this as if God's given us through his word and by his power. But I'm telling you, Marty, right now, we need Jesus, man. We need God to come in here and uh, give us uh, the, um, uh, you know, the strategies and the tactics and the courage to confront this stuff. Well, looks like it's time for another break. Are you ready for a break, brother? I'm ready for a break. That's well, right. This is, this is Doug Bassler heading for a break. And, and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. Hey everybody, this is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World, heard all across the state on the ACN Network. Marty, I heard that, uh, 
what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make if Christians vote? Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation, when we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to a void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same-day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. Smart business people know that nothing sells like video. And EasyVideoProduction.com is your best choice for high-quality video production done right. You'll love EasyVideoProduction.com's professionalism, creativity, and skill for your corporate video, product video, TV commercial, and more. When you need video for Facebook, YouTube, websites, or TV, EasyVideoProduction.com is the one to call. EasyVideoProduction.com, your video done right. All right, three bells and all is well. It is round three. Doug and Marty still absolutely, positively, completely opposed and versing the world. Every Saturday, it's what we do. We fight the world with one hand tied behind our back. <laughs> That's only because of government regulations. And, uh, you know, I'm just joking. Um, welcome back to the show. Marty McClendon here as well. We appreciate you. We appreciate those that, that email us, let us know you're listening those that are encouraged, those that inspire us. And in fact, one of our, um, one of you that outlisting a friend of ours um, uh, from a political standpoint, our friend uh, that's praying for us in the show uh, said, we really need to encourage people to fight, to get engaged, to give. Um, and, and I know she talked to you as well, Doug, but she, she said it should be an honor and a privilege for all Christians, not only to get engaged in a vote, but to give to candidates and people like you and me that will be the voice in these places of, of the battle, right? It's oftentimes there's people behind the lines that send food and, and resources and equipment to the people that are fighting on the front lines. We need people on the front lines, but we need people all the way back that support those people, whether they're downrange in our military or locally in our, our National Guard, or in the political realm. We should see that as a mission field where we're funding and supporting those that are advocating for godly values, for family, for our kids to be protected, for our law enforcement who, who rescues, risk their life every day to protect us, to have the tools they need to not actually tie the hands of our federal law enforcement, our ICE agents, our uh, state patrols or whatever, uh, and in order to make us less safe, we need someone like you, like me, like others, like our good friend, Matt Shea, who's now pastoring um, in, the, in, in the political realm, doing the battle, knowing that we are back as covered by, in prayer and, and financial support. That's usually the battle we're up against in the war is we're up against a well-funded um, enemy who ha- has an agenda that is not in line with family values, not in line with biblical values not in line with a Christian a nation that is founded on providence and his word. And so uh, it is a battle being played out um, on the spiritual level and the political level that we have to win 
We have to occupy. We have to occupy until Jesus returns. And uh, the you know, compassionate. We're compassionate for people. There's a way to help people, and it's it's much simpler uh, in many ways by casting a vote. It's our responsibility. And I, I heard someone actually say it, it's an extension of our faith. Our faith in action says we vote, cast a ballot for those that will advocate for those things that will make us better. That's cool, right? It's very cool. And, you know, I like the fact that, you know, she said it's, it's a privilege to give to candidates. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, obviously you can give to me or you can go to DougBasser.com or is it Marty McClendon? ElectMarty.com, yeah. ElectMarty.com, yep. which is, you know, who would ever think of a website name like that? Happy <laughs> you, brother. Um, it's, um, you know, important that, you know, we get, it takes money to do what we're doing. Like, for example, this radio show costs money, things like that. Right. And it costs money to run a radio state, a Christian radio station. You know, so we we'll encourage our listeners to support ACN, this, this network, you know, this is a shoestring budget, man. I'm telling you, I've seen this stuff. They're not wasting money. They're still using software that, you know, I'm on version 12. They're still on version one, right? Cause they, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they don't need to upgrade. They're like, we're good. You know, our stuff is working. I'm like, yeah, I'd upgrade if I were you, but that's just me. Um, the, uh, but other candidates around you in your legislative district, in your school boards, in your uh, county councils, your city councils, um, getting involved. And then, you know, the other, the more mundane stuff, you know, just going to city council meetings and being heard, going to school board meetings and saying you're against teaching our kids about sex in the fourth grade, you know, or in the third grade, in the, kin- in the kindergarten or whatever. You know, it's this idea that we're going to, we're going to force you to accept our uh, aberrance. We're going to force mm-hmm. you to accept, you know, I, I, so I think it was uh, Dave sent me a, a Facebook thing or posted a Facebook thing the other day. It said there was a T-shirt you could buy. It said there are more than two genders. And then you had the choice of getting male or female version of the T-shirt. And I'm like, well, why didn't they put all the other genders in the, in the Amazon order thing? You know, right. If, if Amazon says there's two genders and baby, that's gotta be it right there, man. I'm sorry. Um, one of the richest men in the world. Come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get the t-shirt for men, men's or women's, right? Mm-hmm. Boys right. or girls, whatever. So, um, it was, um, uh, you know, this, this idea of inclusion, I'm, I'm all for inclusion, right? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to put anybody in jail because they have same-sex attraction or something like that. That's not what I'm advocating. But I don't want mm-hmm. it pushed on me. I don't want to mm-hmm. push in my face. I don't want to push in my kid's face. I don't care what goes on in your bedroom. I don't need that out here paraded around. Like, you know, like I need to know, you know, that you, mm-hmm. you know, that you do sodomy or whatever. That's not, I'm not interested in that. Like, can't we just like get some coffee? You know, can't we have a, let's get a pizza. Let's be friends. Let's go to church. Right. But, but mm-hmm. no, we got to talk about the most basic, Stuff that used to people used to blush. They don't have. They don't even have blush anymore. People don't even blush anymore. Well, I still blush. You know, I blush. I blush. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want to talk about this. And I'm um, going to say something very controversial here. I'm sure it's not, but it's something that struck me a while ago as well. Jesus is inclusive. He was the most inclusive ever. He said, uh, "God so loved the world, the whole world." that he sent Jesus Christ, the son, right, to die for everybody so that whosoever loved him, right, would have eternal life, right? So everybody is included in this gift. You have to choose it 
obviously, right? But this idea that somehow tolerance now from the left is the new virtue is not. Jesus was not tolerant. He said there's only one way, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, to come to the Father. If you see me, you know the Father. There's only one way to God. That's not tolerance. That is, I'm not going to allow you to sit in your own sin. I, want, I love you enough to die for you, but I want to give you the life that God planned for you. And so it's like this idea of, no, God is just. God is not going to lie. God's word doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Uh, so we can trust him because he is that way. Uh, but he is inclusive. You have a choice. He's given us all free will to either accept his great gift or to reject it. And then, and then it's our choice at that point. When we reject it, then we don't get to go to heaven. I mean, um, I think it's right now we're in this culture where I say, well, I don't want to choose. I want to do my own thing and then still have, uh, you know, the joys of it. You mentioned earlier, I just on that note too, is what are we doing right now at, at a national and state level where we're telling people who are tenants, you don't have to pay your rent. You can't be evicted. Oh, by the way, you can, you can sue your landlord if they try to raise your rent. And I'm like, well, why would anyone pay rent? Why would a landlord be a landlord if, they, if they're not going to get rent? And they have still have to pay their mortgage. We are not, uh, we're incentivizing this, this, this entitlement, this victimhood that, oh, by the way, you owe me. No, you don't. No, we don't. Uh, the scripture also says that if you don't work, you don't eat. There, there's got to be an encouraging and restoration to a work ethic. That there's opportunity here. There's also an opportunity to fail. When you fail, you learn from it. You get back up and do it again. There's a safety net, not a way of life. And right now we've, we've imprisoned in many ways by policy people within that safety net that, is, that they can't get out or may don't want to get out. So we need to stop that and bring back some good old-fashioned values, what do you think? Yeah, I, you know, I just this idea that because somebody owns something and you're renting from them, that somehow you're the oppressor. You know, I mean, I think it's great that they could like offer us a place to live, right? And right. Um, and then what are you going to do when they, you know, if they lose that property because you don't pay for it, you're you're out too, right? If they, mm -hmm. if if so. I mean, I certainly want everybody to own stuff, but let's mm -hmm. say that you do go to work and you do work hard and you save up that down payment and you get that place and you own that place and then someone deprives you of that, right? So that like these people marching through the neighborhoods, you need to give us your neighborhoods, right? Well, why did you get a job? Did you save up a down payment? Did you, what did you do? to um, deserve this other than that you think I, because of my ethnicity or whoever this person is, because of their ethnicity um, should, should have to, you know, bow down to you and give you something that you didn't earn. That's the mm -hmm. thing about America. We, we give everybody the opportunity to earn things. You know, the, the women are actually in, in right now are in a lot of ways higher paid than men. That, mm -hmm. that if I heard a, a statistic that if you're a Nigerian, you are probably making more money than, than a U.S. citizen right now. Mm -hmm. You're a Nigerian in America, and you're more likely to have a college education than an average American citizen. So, and so if you're a Nigerian-American, you got everything going for you. You know, if, if America is like systemically racist and is, is so awful to Africans, people of African descent and all this kind of stuff, then why are we letting the Africans come here? I mean, we should make them stay home so that they're safe, you know, instead of coming here and getting in all this, you know. 
oppression and trouble. The numbers four years ago, and of course they probably are very similar now, but in 2016, 80% of the brand new millionaires, people that became millionaires for the first time, were first-generation immigrants, people that came here from other countries, most of them not of the Caucasian race, uh, came here, some of them with little to nothing, some came with more, but the point is they came here and through the American dream found ways to to be successful. That's that's amazing when you think of the dichotomy of that. If we have systemic racism, we're a terrible country, we have no opportunities, why is it that these people that come here from all around the world 80% 80% of the first of the brand new millionaires that year were first generation immigrants from other places. I just think that's amazing. There's still opportunity here and that's, in spite of the regulation. Yep. Yeah, and that's exactly what, you know, they came here for that opportunity and they took advantage of their advantages and started a business. Well, we'll be back with more after the break. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Hey, everybody, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World. Heard all across the state on the ACN Network. Marty, I heard that, uh, what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make? If Christians vote. Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation. When we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to a void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same-day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high-quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. Well, there it is, the Sound of Sound and Radio, Four Bells, the fourth and final round, the closing act, the drop of the big curtain, the denouement. If you will, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Um, welcome back to the show. We know my wife and I actually rewatched one of your favorite movies the other day. And it reminded me of uh, how great it was. It was the greatest showman, you know, and you love that show. Remember the, I the idea? Love, I just love that movie. I right? do. It's, it's really cool because it has so many happy endings. He decides he's going to, you know, they're like, where are you going to be? He's like, I'm going to be home watching my kids grow up, you know? Yep. And then you have the couple that, you know, just couldn't, you know, be together because of their, they were 
two different worlds and they get together and you know it was just like great i love the part where you know the critic after the building gets burned down he's sitting there and he's like you know bringing all these different people from all over the place together celebrating them as it's almost like a celebration of humanity and i was like i just love this movie plus the music's great you know the music stuff, so. why what why did you watch it what was your what was your uh, you know, it's, it was funny. My wife just had it on. I go, oh, yeah. And it just reminded uh, that they overcame. And, of course, the, you know, the, he made some mistakes by, by chasing things of trying to prove something that he wasn't or, or be somebody he wasn't and realize what was most important to him. I think that's what's important here, too, is, is we've really lost focus in the political arena and the church arena about what's important. You know, what's important is putting God first. What's important is fighting for, um, for marriages to be restored, for our kids to have a future, for them to know the Lord, for them to have strong marriages, for them to have uh, a great offspring, to have opportunity, for the principles this nation was founded upon, for all these things. So I think it's really understanding how good it is, how blessed we are, but how we have a responsibility to uh, fight to make sure this this exists longer, that it isn't um, taken down from within, that, you know, this this oath that people take in Congress and in, this, in the, the local positions to defend against enemies, foreign and domestic, people from without and people from within. And we are in an economic battle with China. We are in a political battle with the left. We are in an ideological battle between those that, uh, are communist or socialist or anti-God, as Franklin Graham would say, and those that believe in a, a traditional Judeo-Christian values. Uh, I think we are definitely in the midst of this and uh, need to be aware of that. So um, I just, I think it's important to understand and then appreciate, but also to understand too, what's at stake. So um, there's now a probe of the Mueller probe. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about that? I did. I, I saw that article in the Epic Times. It was interesting that um, you knew that Barr and then uh, the, um, the inspector general guy he sent out there to do this thing. It's been investigating for a long time because they invested. This was corrupt in the beginning, you know, um, uh, lying to the FISA court. You had Comey, who was a snake and, and, and mean that in, in the nicest way possible, where even Donald Trump was warned about him. And he did. But Mueller teams, uh, apparently the truth has come out that they wiped clean 30 different phones before they can be checked. They're covering their tracks. This is the people that were investigating Trump and covering things up and lie are now destroying evidence, are wiping evidence, just like a certain other former presidential candidate who uh, bleach bit her hard drive that she shouldn't have had. Like she wiped it with like a cloth or something? Oh, uh, Yeah. And the fact that they smashed phones with hammers, and then what difference does it make at this point? Mm -hmm. Oh wait, that's and her age were given question. immunity before they testified anything. This yeah. is all this is that two tiered justice. So it's being exposed once again. We're still waiting. No, it's we're not two tiered justice. It's two tiered injustice, brother. Injustice. That's right. Well, some you know have justice, and some don't. We're not seeing justice for the American people. We're, not, we're seeing that some people through political power and political ideology get away with these things. Uh, to you mentioned earlier 
uh, during the Obama administration when Lois Lerner took the fifth, the IRS, going after conservative groups, Tea Party groups, conservative groups like yours and businesses, exposed and was found untrue. And yet what's happened to them? Nothing, right? Um, it, there has got to be some punishment for those that go after people personally. There's got to be a justice for American citizens who have been on the, at the other end of, a, of a, a rigged system. And I sound like Bernie Sanders now, but I'm, I'm saying there is things that need to be addressed uh, and made right. You know, once again, I, we always quote scripture because it's, God's word never changes. It's true. It holds true in business and politics and family and faith. But God hates uneven scales. And what we have now is uneven scales. So um, we need to set that right. Just saying. Yeah. Well, Lindsey Graham, uh, senator from South Carolina. Uh, we like South Carolina. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't always agree with Lindsey Graham, but he is saying that some bombshells are fixing to drop. That's a South Carolinian uh, phrase, which means getting ready to getting ready to drop. Getting ready to drop. Well, it, once again, for I mean, Lindsey Graham has come around to become a strong supporter of the president, President Trump. Um, I've not always been the strongest. He was always close to John McCain. Um, and then, but there are many times where he said, and I'm still waiting, I'm still, you know, trusting that you know, what he's saying is true because he's on the intelligence committee in the Senate, uh, a, a high ranking member there. Um, but I'm still waiting. You know, I mean, many of Americans are still waiting as well. Come on, let's, let's see it. Let's, let's see justice prevail. And so I know that um, the, the articles are saying the more charges in the Durham probe possible, Barr says, and that's another person who I have high respect for, but let's see it. I know justice moves in a slow manner, but it's really, 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 really nice to see that before the second term, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I would be happy if, you know, this parade of clowns and demonic hordes uh, that they're arresting in New York, in Rochester, New York, in Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, if they would quit releasing them on $1,000 bail or no bail, mm -hmm. if they would prosecute them, put them away. Would this stop the violence? Would this stop the, the, the arson? Would this stop it? Um, and the same with, you know, Peter Strzok and uh, uh, Jim Comey and um, you know, Andrew McCabe and all these guys. You know, let's put these guys in jail. Let's put him in jail. Now, you know, like, oh, hey, let him who's without sin cast the first stone. Well, I never sick, sick the FBI on anybody, so I'm going to go ahead and cast a stone right now, okay? I never, you know, um, had an insurance policy against the President of the United States, so I'm going to cast a stone right now, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're going to, you know, this, this idea that we got to be these pushover uh, Christians, you know, we've got to stand up for justice. You know, they talk about, well, if anybody's, suffering injustice. We're all suffering injustice, things like that. And yet it only applies in certain instances in a lot of situations that uh, advance my personal political agenda, you know, and, um, and I'm, you know, saying that from the perspective of the person that's like, oh, we got to cut that guy some slack, right? Well, our guys that, that break the law need to go down too, right? Mm -hmm. Our guys that, that are, are, are supporting, you know, I mean, this stuff is treason, you know, it's just flat treason. You know, if they're trying to overthrow uh, the president when he was elected legally by, the, by the, the people of the United States, by the rules that are established in the Constitution, and you're trying to take him out with innuendo and accusation and all this Russia probe and, all do, and spending our money, 
I mean, that's the other thing. How many millions of dollars did Mueller's probe cost America? And they knew going into it, didn't they, that it mm -hmm. wasn't true, right? Because it was a made-up thing. Mm -hmm. And so, yet we got to keep doing that. And that's what bothers me about this, this coronavirus baloney that's going on here in Washington State. He knows it's not true. They know nobody's dying from this thing, or very few. And the few people that are have underlying conditions and things like that. This whole thing we talked about on last week's program. Mm -hmm. And yet we got to keep on going, keep on going. Like just keep on lying, keep on lying. I'm telling you, we've got to start standing up for the truth. We've got to push back at whatever level we can. You know, we can't, we said it before, everybody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. And so mm -hmm. what can you do? If you know, listen to the show. There's something you can do. You know, God's putting something in your spirit. There's a word in your mouth. There's an action in your hand. There's something that's within your, your um, realm of, of life that you can do against this stuff. So you know what we're saying. I mean, there's, a, there's definitely a ring of truth. I got into a big Facebook. You ever get these Facebook spats? I got in a big Facebook spat the other day about, about this whole Sean Foyt concert here in Seattle. You know, right. and oh, there wasn't face max and people weren't social distancing. And I came out and said, look, I'm against the mask mandate. And this is a bunch of baloney. And boy, oh, science, the doctors. I'm like, you know what? I got science and doctors too. What makes mm -hmm. yours smarter than mine? Okay. And so the thing with the Sean Foyt concert is Seattle knew that they were coming. The, the Parks Department knew because they announced it. Sean Foyt's you know, nationally famous in Bethel, goes out and does these big worship concerts. Let us worship and hold the line. And mm -hmm. they put a fence around Gasworks Park here in Seattle, specifically the night before through the, the morning after to keep that event happening. It's, it was religious discrimination at the highest order. And then these guys came and they said, well, here's a street that's closed off for construction. And they set up on the street and thousands of people were there. You were there, Marty. Mm -hmm. And I was there. And it was, a, it was an awesome thing. But they've taken their stand against Jesus. They've taken their stand against God, and we're going to lose the whole thing if we don't fight back. Yeah, I can agree. A couple of things I want to cover, too, and 100% agree here. This is, they've gotten so emboldened because we have not been in their face fighting back in the political realm, in the financial realm, supporting candidates and so forth. Um, we've seen a couple of things here. This onslaught against President Trump, who is standing in the gap for conservatives and families and normal values in their state. They're probably the most conservative, most Christian um, fighting, advocating for a president, whatever you believe in him or not. The idea here is he's fighting for us and they're attacking him because he's standing in the way of further onslaught against the church, against families, against our faith, against our religious liberties. This is going to continue. Um, this week alone, they came out and, and accused him of being um, demeaning the, the troops. And then, then the next one was he knew more about coronavirus and he downplayed it. So he, he dangered lives. You will hear one thing after the other trying to make something stick so you will be depressed or not turn out. They are afraid. They are afraid of the church, the body of people like you and me actually showing up at the ballot and saying no. We've had enough. That's what we have to do is we have to turn out in record numbers and do this. And one more thing, just to add fuel to the fire. September um, 6th, uh, there's an article yesterday, but September 6th came out. 
in a Chinese paper reprinted in Epoch Times, it was the Chinese regime, that's the Chinese government, infiltrate, infiltrated the U.S. K-12 through education through deep collaboration with the College Board. The people that imp implement and institute the SAT and the ACT um, courses for all of our high school, our high school kids going to college, bought and paid for by the Chinese government to make sure that they taught the Chinese students and Chinese language in the colleges and for the test, funded by that. And it talks about Confucianism, which is the Chinese government, which is anti-God. Once again, it's all about taking over the education system, how important this is. But we've got to take that back as well as our political system. So. Yep. Education, man, that's a big, that's a big one with me. Well, I, how quickly the time flies. <laughs> I wish we had two hours. Actually, I don't, but we'll be back next time. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. God bless you all. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. Bye-bye.